0: We need to have an attorney general who is going to be uh, pro-education freedom, who will stand step-by-step with parents all the way through to make sure that they have the resources they need, the transparency in the system they need to figure out where to send their kids, the choices they need to send them to wherever they want to go. It's time to have an AG that works for the people of Wisconsin and not for
1: their next election. Ryan Owens is a candidate for Wisconsin Attorney General. He joins us today on Fact Check to tell us about where that race stands today and to talk about his vision for the office should he be elected. Ryan, thanks for joining us today in person in the studio. Yeah, you, you have bet- a fundraiser here in Lacrosse tonight, right? We do.
0: We do. We're we're going to crush it tonight, Bill. We're going to crush it.
1: Where are we going tonight?
0: Well, we're going to go up and down the Mississippi River. We're uh, we're going to have it on a houseboat. Um, a friend of ours is is someone who who has this and is going to be showing us around a little bit. So it'll be an interesting and exciting event. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, it's great to see you in Lacrosse. Yet again, I I would ha- be hard pressed to put a number on the number of times that I've actually met you face to face. It's got to be over a half a dozen times. You were just here two weeks ago to speak at our annual Lincoln dinner. And I have to say, uh, yesterday I was going through my email and I found an email from your Republican opponent, Eric Toney, and it was filled with some pretty serious attacks against you. In short, he said, you're a rhino. You don't have experience as a prosecutor and the people who've given money to your campaign have made a huge mistake. Why should Republican voters believe that you are a conservative?
0: Well, that's a good strategy, isn't it? Tell people that they're wrong, and then when you want to try to hit them up for money later, that doesn't seem like a great strategy to me. But look, I think if you take a look at my background and what I'm talking about here in this race, it is resonating with people. We're talking about freedom. We're talking about safety. And what we're going to do in the Attorney General's office to give people in the state of Wisconsin more freedom and increased safety, because right now, I mean, we've gone backwards in those two directions over the last two years. So we're talking about things like what we can do to improve and increase resources for law enforcement officers. What can we do to help them perform their jobs? And you know, one of the things that they're facing right now is just incredible problems in terms of recruitment and retention. And so I'm out there talking to folks about ways that we can sort of think big and try to enhance their recruitment opportunities, whether it's programs for the youth to get them into, uh, you know, programs that'll... that'll Make them kind of want to be in law enforcement, uh, giving student loan forgiveness for folks who go into law enforcement for a certain number of years. I mean, we're trying to think big to help out in that area. But it's not just that area that the attorney general is involved with. It's also on the civil side as well. And I think if you take a look at what we've been talking about and what I've done, um, you know, a number of years ago, I represented Mike Lee and Ted Cruz at the United States Supreme Court. I worked in Governor Tommy Thompson's legal office for uh, some time. I have filed briefs here in the state of Wisconsin challenging Josh Call and the overreach that he has tried to push. Uh, This is the real deal. We're going to take it to Josh Call. We're going to flip this seat from Democrats to Republicans and I think it's the fact that our message is resonating so well with the grassroots, with the business community, with interested individuals, that probably frightens uh, people who, who don't want to see my campaign go further. And that's fine. They can be frightened by it because it's a message that's strong and it's catching on.
1: So one of the fundamental measurements of the strength of a campaign is fundraising. And I believe the last report was through the end of June. Is that right? Correct. Yep. And, and how much did your campaign raise?
0: We raised about $310,000, just a little over $310,000 between the time when we announced in April and when the June 30th filing deadline was. And that was an all-time record in the state of Wisconsin for that filing period, not just for challengers, but for challengers and incumbents. And we're real proud of that. We worked hard. Uh, We're going to continue working hard. And frankly, Bill, one of the things that we're most proud of is that we were able to get donations and support from people from all 72 counties in the state of Wisconsin for a statewide campaign to be able to do that is absolutely critical. And you know we stand with the likes of the Trump campaign, the Walker campaign, in being able to say that we did that. So very proud of that.
1: So how much do you think it's going to take to run a competitive race for state attorney general? Do you have a, a number in mind that you think you have to raise?
0: Yeah. When we started this off, we figured it would be minimum $3 million. And I think that number is going to increase. A couple of left wing groups recently announced that they were going to shell out $7 million across six different states to defend incumbents there, one of whom is Josh Call. So the left is going to be well funded. I just saw an article yesterday, I believe it was, saying that Democrats are raising money uh, in record numbers, uh, even in this environment, which was. A bit surprising to me, but they are—they're—they're they're coming to fight on this stuff, and I think we have to be able to match them as we move forward, and we will on our campaign. We're—we're we're working incredibly hard.
1: So, as a point of information for our listeners, uh, Eric Tony, the other Republican candidate in this race, who's been so critical of your campaign, raised just a little over twenty thousand dollars in that reporting period. There have been some other accusations against you. Uh, about comments that were attributed to you that were supportive of Governor Evers' safer at home order. Uh, what do you have to say about those accusations?
0: Yeah, well, it's disturbing. And, and and look, this is silly season in politics when your campaign moves forward and you're crashing ahead like we are right now. Uh, the people who are left behind want to dig for anything they can. And uh, and this is sadly one of those instances. Uh, what What happened here was in April when the pandemic started, um, I was on a podcast that the political science department put together. It wasn't my podcast. It was somebody else's. And I was going to go there to talk about the Supreme Court's abortion decisions. And about 10 seconds before we started rolling, they said, oh, we're also going to ask you about Governor Evers' decision to postpone the election. And I said, well, all right, I, I don't know a whole lot about it, but you know, we can talk about it. That's fine. And I spent about 95% of that podcast just bashing Evers' failed leadership on this issue. It was... Uh, I actually got phone calls from people attacking me because I had attacked Evers so much. It was just crazy, uh, but at the very end of it, I thought to myself, "All right, well, this is a university-sponsored thing. I don't want to go too, you know, partisan with it." So at the very, uh, very end of it, I said, "Well, I give the governor credit for, you know, for this thing. He was on Safer at Home before a lot of people, and uh, and and that's great. We give him credit for that." Well, I said safer at home. I meant to say the emergency declaration, right? When a governor issues an emergency order, declares a state of public emergency for things like tornadoes and floods, it opens up resources that they can use to divert, uh, to uh, deal with the federal, issue. At federal
1: hand. resources, right?
0: Federal and state. Oh, Even and at, state. The, okay. at the state level, when the governor declares a state of emergency, it waives a lot of the bureaucratic requirements from, for some things. Um, and that was March 13th. It turns out March 14th, Donald Trump did the same thing at the national level. So that's what I was talking about, I, and I slipped up. I said safer at home. So it happens. You know, you slip up sometimes. You say that. Well, so, so to be
1: clear, uh, you you believe that when Governor Evers tried to extend his order beyond the sixty days, that was in violation of state law. And if you were the Republican Attorney General, what would you have done about that?
0: Oh, I would have opposed it full full throttle opposition to it. Uh, I think what he did and what, the, uh, what Secretary Palm did moving forward on this stuff was really, really incredibly uh, problematic and unconstitutional in parts. And um, so what's happening now is you get people who are taking that out of context and saying, oh, this guy must support uh, Governor Evers. Nothing could be farther from the truth. And I think people can take a look at the background here and my, my record on this. They'll realize it's nonsense.
1: So, so, so getting back to the business of trying to beat Josh Call, yep. uh, your campaign recently broke a story that Josh Call defended a convicted rapist after the company he worked for fired him. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm happy to. And this is one of a couple of instances in which we've really highlighted the differences between myself and Josh Call. Uh, The first is, you know, back in in the fall, uh, Josh Call sided with the teachers unions to try to get— all private religious schools shut down in Dane County. And I filed a brief in the state Supreme Court in opposition of that, and the side that I took wound up winning. Uh, that, was, that was one instance where we're very, very clear contrast with one another. This is another one. So what happened in this case is there was an individual who was um, convicted and served time because he beat, strangled, suffocated, and raped multiple women. And when he came out of prison, he applied for a job at a lighting company. Now, that lighting company gave him a conditional offer of employment, which, after they found out about his criminal background, they rescinded. And so he sued them. He said, you're violating against me and my conviction record in violation of state law. Uh, That's discriminatory behavior. Josh Call sided with him on that. Okay? Now, what the company said is, we have... 550, 600 female employees here. We work in a warehouse. There are places in this warehouse where there are no cameras, where there are no people, where if you scream, no one can hear you. This poses a threat to our female employees, and therefore we are not going to hire you. So he says, no, that's wrong. You shouldn't have done it. You violated the law. Josh Call sided with him at the agency stage, at the trial court stage, at the court of appeals stage, and now at the state Supreme Court. He is putting the entire resources of the state government, behind a lawsuit that is trying to force a company to hire someone with that kind of a background. And the public safety problems here are just profound. And it's crazy. You think about, you know, Democrats for a while, we're talking about Republicans waging a war on women. I mean, give me a break. I would not want my wife or my mother to be in a situation like this. It's unbelievable.
1: If you're fortunate enough to be elected Wisconsin Attorney General, what are some of your top priorities for that office?
0: Yeah, so I've been going around the state asking people, are you freer today than you were two years ago? And are you safer today than you were two years ago? And for almost everybody, the answers to those two questions is no. And so we're gonna be motivated by those issues as we move forward. So uh, let's take the safety angle first. We're gonna work with law enforcement to get them the resources they need to hire more cops. We're going to prioritize assistant attorney generals who can go out across the state to help prosecute crimes up in rural areas uh, in the state. Some of the northern counties are having a tremendous difficulty right now trying to prosecute people without some of the resources. Josh Call has yanked resources from them. We will put it back. We're going to do everything we can to give prosecutors, district attorneys, and folks in DOJ the resources they need to fulfill their obligations. And then on the freedom side of things, look, we're going to take a real hard look at big tech to see what we can do to hold them in check because they are too big for their britches and they're exercising authority over our culture and over our elections. And I think that's a problem and, and they're gloating about it right now. I think they need to be brought down a peg or two. I think we also need to look at what in the world is going on in our education system. We need to have an attorney general who is going to be pro- Uh, education freedom, who will stand step-by-step with parents all the way through to make sure that they have the resources they need, the transparency in the system they need to figure out where to send their kids, the choices they need to send them to wherever they want to go. It's time to have an AG that works for the people of Wisconsin and not for their next election. And we're going to do that. We're going to make crime criminal again, and we're going to enhance freedom and safety here in Wisconsin.
1: I'd just like to offer some comment about the situation that's developed in this race between two Republicans who are seeking to be the attorney general. And as most of the listeners know, I'm the chairman of Wisconsin's third congressional district Republican party. And so I've seen a lot of races. And what I can tell you is that if you want to be elected to a state office, it takes a campaign in all 72 counties of Wisconsin And that means that you need to go to those 72 counties and you need to meet the people who are the grassroots volunteers that do all the work to help people get elected. These are the people that knock on the doors, make the phone calls, put up the signs, write letters to the editor, and talk to people in their community about these candidates and what their impressions are. That's why the endorsement process of the Republican Party of Wisconsin means something. I have people who contact me frequently asking me, which candidate should I support? And those opinions that I express are based on my personal experience meeting the candidates and speaking with the candidates. I haven't heard from your opponent. Um, I've only seen him on one occasion. And my message to him and other Republican candidates is, remember Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment. Don't attack your fellow Republicans. Leave that to the Democratic Socialists. Focus on your vision and why you want to be elected, and then let the people judge on Election Day. Ryan Owens, thanks for running for Attorney General, and thanks for doing this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you again. I'm Bill Fian, and this has been another edition of Fact Check. You can follow us on Facebook at Fact Check WIZM or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.